Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, got my lineman Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the debate between um, between Seth Jones and Dougie Hamilton. We're going to talk about Shea Weber's laundry list of injuries. Uh, we are also going to talk, what else do you want to talk about, Matt? The wingers? We're going to talk about Blackhawks wingers. Sure. And, then, and then we'll take it from there. So there isn't that much Blackhawk news really in the in the water right now. Except for really Seth Jones, that's that's the big thing, and uh, and obviously Dougie Hamilton, he is a free agent, and from what I've heard is that Carolina and him, Carolina isn't big on on re-signing him, so it's it's looking like he's not going to end up there, and and there's looks like a lot of people want the Hawks to go uh, to go after Dougie jo- Dougie Hamilton, and there's a lot of people who want Seth Jones. Now they're obviously there. I think that there are two different types of players. Dougie Hamilton is considered a two-way player. I've always looked at him as purely just an offensive defenseman, and uh, Seth Jones has more defensive upside, which we both agree uh, that's what the Blackhawks need right now. What are what is your take on as of right now? Before we even get into coaching, because I want to talk about coaching uh, after this. But I want to I want to know what do you think is a better fit for the Hawks between these two players? Uh, I've said it for months. I think Jones because he's younger. We acquire him. We get a year of uh, five million cap hit, and then you know he's obviously going to get a raise. Uh, but yeah, I could see him making about what do you think eight to nine? Yeah, and I, that's fair. I Minimum. mean, he's not. Gonna, He's not going to get paid more than Kane and Taves. I, I mean, at least I wouldn't pay him that much. But uh, he, he has 580 games played, and he's only 26 years old. I mean, so he's actually played a lot of games as a defenseman. Um, yeah. He's had two really good coaches he's played for, uh, Tortorella and Barry Trotz, and I guarantee you they, they will rave about him. Um. I mean, it's plus minus. He's minus 25, but I mean, I think Nashville had a couple bad years when he started, and Columbus, they were solid for a while, but they were bad last year. I mean, they they weren't always good either, but I think that he, if we did acquire him, he would instantly make us a better defensive team, which is what we need right now. Dougie Hamilton on the other side, I think he'll put our you know, our offensive numbers up, which is a good thing. But like we, you and I both said, we need to prevent goals. And I think Jones would help more with that. Yeah, I agree. You know, we had games last year when we scored four or five goals and lost, you know, and, yeah, and, and to be honest with you, man, I think that's absolutely inexcusable to, to lose a game after scoring five goals. You know, if we have somebody like Dougie Hamilton, I think that we would probably put up those kind of numbers on a more regular basis, but at the same time, we could possibly be losing games while putting up those kind of numbers on a, on a daily basis. And obviously offense is not going to offensive. Your offensive success isn't always going to sustain you. As we saw in the playoffs this past year, solid defensive teams went very, very far into the, in, in through the tournament, through the Stanley cup finals, namely the Islanders and um, the Islanders and, um, Montreal, Maybe. yep. And you know what? That Islanders uh, Tampa Bay series, man, was such a was a really good one. It kind of reminded you of the of the uh, Hawks versus uh, 
versus the Kings in 2014 when it was kind of just a flip of the coin. One of these teams, whoever wins this series is going to win the Stanley Cup final, you know. And uh, I honestly think that the Islanders would have ran over Montreal, maybe not as as bad as um, as bad as the Lightning did, but I think that they would have ran over them uh, as well. Anyways, so let's talk about the coaching on the Blackhawks, which I think is the biggest detriment to the players on the team, uh, because it seems like there is no def- there is no defensive system uh, for the for the Hawks right now, man. It's like. Guys are just everywhere. There's always odd man breaks. You know, what yeah. do you think needs to change? Is is it a Calvin thing or somebody else responsible for the defensive play of the team? Well, I think it's a Bowman and Calvin thing. Okay. Um, like you said, he 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 puts the players out on the ice. That's the coach's job. To that's the best he's got. He's got to do the best he can with what he's got. Bowman provides them with the product, and uh, but you know what? I think that it's too much want to be 2010 Hawks run and gun. But right when you have pretty much four solid lines that could score, you could get away with doing that. We have one <laughs> right, right now. It's Kaner and DeBrinket and whoever he feels like putting in between them. Right. Uh, but I, you know what? I do see a lot of. Uh, Young guys looking to, you know, they could break out like Brandon Hagel and, uh, and we're hoping Kirby Doc so that, you know, maybe we could play like that in a couple of years. But right now we got to play Islander hockey if we want to be successful. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. So do you think that, you know, especially with everything that's going on with Bowman d- these days, do you think that he'll even be be, be back next season? Well, we, it's kind of hard to say. We we haven't heard much about you know the other the bad stuff going on, but I mean, if if you if they finish like bad, like which we we could easily finish last in the central with Phoenix. I'm thinking he might they might say hey it's time for a change, uh, and the new GM coming in he might want a new coach. He's like hey I got my guy I'm I'm gonna build the team my way so. Very, yeah. he, he could go. Yeah. Wow. You would think that, you know, as of last year being named president and everything that they were giving him a, a pretty long leash, but you know, yeah. you know, I mean, anything's possible, especially with the allegations that have, uh, that have popped up personally. I, I mean, I would like Jones. I just don't want to give the farm for him. You know, I don't want to give every yeah. piece that we have to, to get him here because that essentially that kind of puts us back to where we were. Now we need, yeah, young forwards that are ready to play and can score. Yeah. You know, you fill in a hole, but uh, dig another one. It, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I think another big yeah. hole that needs to be plugged up is uh, is the center position because looks like Taser's coming back, which is great. But the last season he played, you know, he was practically the only guy who could win a faceoff at one point. You know, yeah. Uh, last year, David Camp really stepped up and and improved him his game at the at the dot. Because last year, he was the only guy who could win a face-off, you know? He had to go out in overtime to win us a face-off. Right, possession. right. That's what overtime's all about, getting that first face-off and right. holding the puck. Yeah. Yeah, and so so now we could say we have two guys who could win face-offs. Honestly, man, I'd like to have two more guys who could win face-offs because taking yeah. some of that 
responsibility off of Taves, especially as he's getting older, I think would really help uh, prolong his career a bit. Uh, not playing those long, uh, those long uh, defensive penalty kill type situations, depending on what type of player do we want from him? Do we want him to just be a shutdown center? I think that that's something he could, he, he could do yeah. later on in his in his career when he gets older, just worrying about shutting down other teams. But I think he still has some untapped potential uh, offensive upside that that he could still contribute as a number one center. Personally, I want to see what's going on with uh, Tyler Johnson in Tampa. Is he going to get resigned? I think that he could really fit in uh, on on the Blackhawks, man, as a as 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 the type of player, type of center that we need. What do you think? Yeah, I I remember when they put him on waivers. No one claimed him, and I was upset about it. I'm like, hey, insane. We we got two guys that are down right now, and we have cap space. Pick them up. Pay the half. Who cares? Right. Three million a year, or even six. It's worth it. If and we didn't do it. You know, at one point, yeah. you're willing to give. You're in an emergency and in a in a real hot spot because you don't have a center, so you're forced to sign Dylan Strom to, to for to a two year deal, and you won't claim Tyler Johnson off of waivers. That's insane. Tyler, yeah, it's insane. Tyler Johnson was on the fourth line in Tampa, and he was producing. Him he and was. Patrick Maroon, and he was setting up goals, scoring goals, winning faceoffs. He's a little guy. You know what? He's a little guy. He's fast. He's smart. And he, he's like, I think he'd fit good with Kaner and Debrinkat. Yeah, I think if you stuck him in there, and um, I, I, I could see magic happening. But yeah. who knows? He might even he won't be safe. He could be traded or claimed by Seattle. But Tampa's got a whole bunch of home. They got a lot of work to do before Saturday. They got, I mean, if you think about it, they got to protect. You got to protect Ryan McDonough, right? You got to yeah. protect. You got to protect Hedman. You got to protect Stamkos, Point, Kucherov. Look at the depth that. Look at all the guys that are available for them. That Ron Francis is. He's got. He's going to have a good player coming out. And he's he's lucky, man. That Tampa team alone is going to get him a really, really, really good player. So, a uh, question for you. Yeah. You have two players. Who do you protect, Point or Stamkos? A uh, Point. I would too. Yeah. One hundred percent. The the only I like Stamkos, good captain. You know he's going to be a legend for Tampa. He got him two cups, and uh, I'd say but, one. <laughs> well, well, he, he showed up come. for one game last year, but I would say scored. that he did, he did. Yeah. But um, but I would definitely say he was he played a really big hand in this one. He's a huge locker room guy. They love him there. Yeah. Um, but my strategy, if I were the GM of Tampa. I wouldn't protect Stamkos with the history of his injuries, uh, his cap hit, his age. Yeah. Go ahead. Take him. I dare you. Yeah. And then I'd protect somebody else like a depth player, like a, a Palat or a Kilhorn, somebody like that, and kind of dare him to take him. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, I mean, it would be devastating for the, the team as a like your captain's gone, but. I mean, he's good, but you need the guys, the third and fourth line guys. That's why Tampa won back to back cups. Their yeah, their bottom sixes could be a top six on other teams. That's yeah. how good they are. 
Yeah, definitely. And and you just never know what you're going to get with Stamkos. Is he going to get hurt? You know, with his yeah, injury, with his history with injuries. He's he's a great player. But he reminds he me of Pavel Bray. Yeah, or Marty Havlat. They're dynamic, and I well, I think Stamkos is obviously a better shooter than Havlat was. But like they're they're both exciting. They're fast, good shot, smart. But uh, yeah, I I can't wait. I know the lists are due Saturday for oh, uh, wow. the expansion draft. So we're we're gonna get a better. That'll be some hawk news for us next time. Yeah, who's definitely. protected and who's not safe? That that's gonna be cool. So, did you hear anything about Cheryl Weber? He is. Um, there's a possibility that, well, that from what I've heard, he's not going to be protected. He's got foot, ankle, knee, and thumb injuries right now. Looks like there's going to be. Um, they're gonna the the players' association is going to have words with M- Montreal because, uh, be, because of how injured he is and and everything. Have you heard anything about that yet? I heard that he was really hurt and I heard there's a possibility of retirement. Right. Um, I did not hear what you just said, but I will tell you this. No one is going to stop Shea Weber from competing in the Stanley cup final when he's right. only been there. Maybe what one time Yeah. before this, or was this the first, this time? is the first time he could have went out with a broken leg, a broken neck. I guarantee you he would have been out there. That's just the type of player he is. He's a freaking warrior. So, I mean, for the NHL, I mean, they got to protect their their guys and stuff. But I guarantee you Weber's like, no, you could, you could tie me to a wall. I'm going to break that wall and go right through it <laughs> and get on the ice and compete because he's a warrior, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if he, he's so broken, you know, it, it's 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 terrible to see, especially for such a character guy like that. You know, and then Tampa, I mean, not Tampa, uh, Montreal is just not going to, it's essentially not putting any value on him. I mean, he, I mean, he still, his contract is what, 7 million for like another seven years or something like that. Yeah. That's from Philadelphia. Didn't right. they? That's <laughs> that offer sheet. Yeah. 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 Really getting involved with everything. Yeah, they do, man. They're them yeah. and the Rangers. They're always tied to, you know, whenever something. there's a free agent yeah. or something. Seth uh, Jones, Philadelphia, Seth Jones. Why? Yeah, <laughs> I like. I heard those rumors. Like, what are you gonna? What do you got to give? Or like, why would he want to go to that train wreck? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Anyways, so Ryan Suter, another big news from this week. Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, or or Parise, I guess depending on how you say it, you know, uh, were bought out of their contracts in in Minnesota. Th- these are Scratchy. also, these are all st- still. Um, Big contracts that were signed right before the last, what was it, the uh, the meeting, the players meeting, or collective yeah, bargaining they, agreement. So they ended those long-term weird like cap hit at the end right. deals. Right, one yeah. million for like five yeah. years, and you get ten million yeah. for the first five years. Yeah, yeah. So th- they were bought out. Parisi's he's upset that that he was bought out. I don't understand why, because I think Suter was too. Honestly, he was surprised, and I was too with Suter. Oh, I think everybody was. I think yeah. everybody was was surprised because, I mean, let's face it, man, they were ex- probably expecting to spend their the rest of their time there. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. that's what they had worked out with the other, you know, the prior, um, you know, coaching staff, and when they signed their contracts and everything, they thought that's what was going to happen. But you know, Minnesota is trying to move on from 
uh, you know, this Ryan Suter, Zach Parisi time too as well. Yeah, B- Bill Guerin is the the new GM, and he wants to put a mark on his team. And he, right. those weren't his guys. I don't blame him one bit for doing this. If he's got two buyouts, I probably would have done the same thing. But I mean, I mean, Ryan Suter is still a good defenseman. There's yes. going to be a lot of teams calling for him. Yeah, and I've heard a lot today on NHL Network that Edmonton, of all huh. teams, is really high on him to play with Duncan Keith. Yeah. I heard that quite a bit today, and that'd be a hell he, of a second line pairing. He could fit in on any team, honestly. I bet you thirty-two teams would want him. Yeah, uh, and he could play big minutes. He's smart. You don't hear about him much because he's doing his job. That's his job, right? Uh, Parise, if he didn't see this coming, then he is pretty stupid because he was scratched. He doesn't produce. He's been overrated since he left uh, the Jer- uh, New Jersey. The, the, the Devils. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what he expects. He had one good season with, I think he had, to me, he had one good season with the Wild for what they were paying him. Right. And that's the year he ran into the Hawks the first round and we blew them away. Right. So, I, I heard he's going to the Islanders to reunite with Lou. Uh, and Z- and uh, Travis Zajac. Enjoy. He's not going to do, he, the, his numbers are going to be worse because they're a defensive-minded team. So I, I don't know what they're doing with that. He Maybe plays a good two-way game. I mean, he plays a yeah. good defensive game, I should say. He's not he's not going to put up points. Though. Right. If you're going to spend money on a guy, Tarasenko is your guy. He's your game-breaker. Right. His name has been linked to that team. And I think if I'm Lou, we're right there. We're one game away from the final. We need a game-breaker. That's the guy I'm going after to play Tarasenko? with Barzell. Yes. He's yeah, the that'd best, be a good pit. He's the best name available right now. That right. wants to get traded at least free agency. I don't know Taylor Hall. No, thank you. No, he, no. As of recent news on him, they're saying that Boston that they're nearing a deal. Yeah, good, good for Boston. I, I he he was good the first round. I mean, me, me and you were both kind of saying, hey, maybe this is going to work out for him in Boston. But second round, he got one open net goal, and that was it. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's your preview. So I hope they don't overpay him. Right. And moving on to Colorado, we've got the uh, Gabriel Landeskog. Their uh, reports are saying that they are very far apart on a deal between uh, between the two sides, and uh, this could just be, you know, uh, Colorado trying to, you know, just trying to negotiate with with Landeskog. But I'm curious to what Landeskog is asking for. What would you pay? What would you pay Landeskog? Seven. Really? Yeah. Wow. Seven. No higher because you got McKinnon that's going to be getting paid soon. No one's getting paid more than McKinnon. Well, McKinnon's um, talking about continuing to take a deal for $6.8 million. Here's a question for you. McKinnon decides to take a deal and you're, um, and you're McCarr. You're like, I don't want to take it. I don't want to take a team friendly deal. I want to get paid. What happens? To, what happens in that locker room? I don't know. Because then I, you're going to have a yeah. pissed off McKinnon who's like, well, I thought if I'm I did this, win. everybody else yeah. was going to do it, but that's not that doesn't seem the case. And now I'm stuck for another six years in this deal at 6.5, and I should be getting 12. Yeah, I think, I think McKinnon's just saying that now, but I think if I'm McKinnon and my contract's up, I'm looking at Austin Matthews' contract. I'm yeah. looking, hey, hey, 
that guy's getting that. I'm just as good as him. Um, I'm not going to pay anyone more than him, though. I, if, for Landeskog, dude, I mean, you're the, you've been the captain. You've started early. You've played a lot of games. But, I mean, you're going to be, you're getting older. So, and we got to pay our young guys, and you want to be good. This is what you got to take. I personally like the guy. I think he would fit in on a team like St. Louis or Boston, the mm-hmm. way they play. Maybe even the Islanders. Um, but no, I'm not paying him more than seven seven million a year. I know. I think he's what at four or five right now. I right. Mean, you got to give him a little bit of a raise. He's yeah. he's not a bad player, and he's been there. He's put his time in. But it's up to Sackick, man. He's got to if he wants to keep his team together and be you know competitive. He's got to manage this right. He's lucky McKinnon is a stud and yeah. wants to win. That's that's lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. You got Kaprizov in Minnesota. He's already asking for ten. Yeah. So, and this guy's put in time and been in playoff series more well, than one. McKinnon's practically been in the league for what almost eight to ten years already, and Kaprizov yeah. has been in the league for what one year. One turned year down a it. turned down an uh what was it a eight year nine million an eight year deal annual value of nine million. I'd be okay with that. Well, if he, I'm Garen. He doesn't want it though. That's the problem. He was offered that, and yeah, yeah. I think it just came out yesterday. He he was what offered does he that ten. No, yeah, he wants ten million at four to, four to five year term. He wants a shorter term, more That's money. That's just insane, dude. That they they need to come up with something. Like your second contract cannot exceed a certain number in a certain amount of years. It's insane. Like it shouldn't triple what your. Well, if your first contract's nine million, I mean four to five. I mean, Kaner and Taves got six, six, yeah, six they, years. They got six yeah. years or five years at six million uh, deal. And, Thirty million dollars. Yeah, uh, that was that, that <laughs> was a good deal. Very good deal. Yeah, and yeah. and and Kaprizov wants double that, and they haven't done anything. And did no. you know what was his numbers in in their playoff series? I'm not sure. I think he scored a couple couple goals, but I mean, it's it's if a he put up game. like if he put up like yeah. 12 points in one yeah. series, it's like all right, well, hey man, this dude's scoring scoring points by the bucket load. You know, he needs to get paid. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt he's going to be a good player. I mean, but he's got to see this. Hey man, I just played one year. Let's let's see how give, let's sign a short term deal, two million, or not two million, two years for. Give me seven. Give me eight. Let's prove it. Then you're going to pay me big bucks. What I want. I would do it. I think Garen's insane. Nine. I mean, actually, I thought, actually, that might be brilliant. Nine million for eight years. Yeah. That's cheap. That's going to be cheap in a couple of years. I mean, right. if you think about it, that's cheap. And that's, he's probably saying, well, that's probably well, Kap- Kaprizov's thinking the same thing. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to commit to that probably. And he, he's, Probably thinking, oh, awesome, man. Look at these guys. We're making 13, 12, 11. I should be getting that. But right. It's these agents, man. They're crazy. They're trying to get as much as they can. That's all it is. Right. It's it really interesting, man. You know, this is this offseason has to be honest with you, has not disappointed. And the, the offseason's like been a, fun. Been like a yeah. week, a week so far, you know, with a lot of a lot of storylines. Um Keith Yandel was was bought out. Uh who else? There's been some other um other minor news, other than that, um, you know, n- nothing really too big. 
uh, we're definitely going to see what's going on with this Seth Jones thing because there's, you know, obviously the rumor mill is going crazy. Um, you know, there's, they're saying, I think it's Jimmy or Kevin Hayes is saying that Jones is going to be uh, with the Blackhawks in two weeks or something like that. Same um, with uh, Shane O'Brien. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's really exciting, really cool. Uh, can't wait to see how this turns out. And um, that's pretty much all that I got, man. What about you? Oh, well, it's going back to the uh, Yandel buyout. You know what? He's not a bad player. He's 34 years old. Uh, he's got a thousand games. You know, he was a big part of that Phoenix club for years back. And I think he was traded to uh Boston for a year and then he went uh, to New York didn't work out there he ended up going to Florida I thought he was solid somebody's gonna pick him up and they're gonna probably be happy with him yeah um, and as far as the uh, the uh, Jones stuff I mean I'm, I'm hoping to man a lot of people are saying it's the Hawks and Colorado believe it or not are in on Jones I'm here in Colorado now I know and that's scary because they have they have young guys to give up. Yeah, they do. You got Byram. I don't think I would do that, though. After watching the World Juniors, that kid was a stud. Yeah. And a fourth overall pick, I I don't know, man. I would be patient if I was uh, sacking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's crazy. I, I just hate hearing. You know, I'm obviously I want Jones, but at the same time, it's like I, I don't want to give up everything for him, you know, or at, no, at, I, least, at least what, no. at least what, uh, Columbus is asking for. Well, that's that's that. Uh, what's his name? Elliot Friedman. He he's assuming that DeBrink had it, and that's just insane. He's was well, top ten in goals this year, right? Uh, there's no way his name is in there. That's no way. Doc, I don't know, man. I I, I don't think so. I, I and I think if Yarmo is going to be asking for all this, they're never going to get rid of him. He's just got to take the best deal he can get because. No matter what, he's gonna lose the trade. Yeah, because, because he's, he'll he's just a player. Walk. Yeah, he's gonna walk for free, or they trade him at the deadline for a pick and a prospect. Right now, I'm sure he's looking at the Hawks roster and being like, "Hey, you got a couple good young guys. You got the Kershev over there. You got yeah. you got Pia Suter. You got Bovquist. Oh, yeah. You got Dylan Strom, who's a they need a center. They lost a couple of them." Uh, you know, I mean, they, we got some guys that we can give up. We got Reichel, who they might say he's could be included in that trade. But I'd be, I'd, I'd be okay with that. To yeah. give, you got to give a little bit to get somebody good like that. That's just there's, there's no way around it. I don't know what Reichel's going to be. You know, is he yeah, going to be no another? You know, Toivo Teravainen. You know, Teravainen's good, but he's not like yeah. fan, fantastic. You know, no, no. Bowman doesn't have a good history of first round picks. He just, he just, he doesn't. Doc is so far, so far he's still here, but yeah. I mean we got we got rid of what's his name Yoki Haru, uh, Boquist might be next. Uh, remember McNeil? We got we had, we had him. Yeah. Cam Barker. He McNeil just yeah. didn't work out, man. And Cam Barker the same yeah. thing. Yeah, just look, Jack Skilly, just guys that we've picked. They just never, never produced like they were hyped to be. With Kane yeah. and Taves are very. It's a rare thing that we got back to back guys to do that. Right. Very rare. Yeah. Well, they were like, what, top three picks, each of them, though, at the same time. Yeah. Kaner was one, and I think Taves was three. three. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. Everybody, check us out at FHN. We just released our latest article today, which would be, by the time you listen to this, 
it'll be yesterday for you. Uh, it was about, you know, kind of our tribute to Duncan Keith. Keith, uh, you know, we wanted to write an article about, well, Matt wrote the article about his his experience of losing a big player, and it's tough, you know, losing a, a fan favorite player like that. But go ahead and check that out. Uh, give us a comment on there. Let us know what you guys think of the article. And uh, we love talking to you on Twitter. You know, it's been a lot of fun. We've been getting more engaged with Twitter and talking with people. And I believe I'm going to start doing uh, Twitter live. I tried doing it last week and it was, you know, kind of weird. But uh, I'm going to try and do another live this Wednesday, uh, probably at 9, 9 p.m. And uh, just jump on, try and talk some hockey with us. And uh, But that's all that we got for you guys tonight. You guys take it easy. This is the Tom Hawk.